Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. I hope you guys are having a very good one. Um, so I wanted to cover something uh, that I saw recently um, from Roanoke, Roanoke.com. Um, so it seems like hemp is, um, since the 2018 farm bill has passed, it seems that even states that have been resistant to cannabis and even states that um, are a bit more conservative are really starting to embrace hemp. And this is going to be a boon for a lot of people throughout the country. It's going to help. It's going to be a valuable cash crop to so many farmers. We know hemp can be used to make hempcrete. We know it can be used to make fuel. We know it can be used for animal feed. We know it can be used for rope. We know it can be used for textiles and clothing. We know that there are an infinite amount of uses for hemp, industrial hemp. And it's going to be a, a huge revenue generator and a huge economic force to states throughout the country. So let's 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 talk about this story that I saw from Roanoke.com. Alright. Virginia commercial hemp rush launches after changes in laws. And it was written by Casey Fabris. White Barrel Winery employee Kayla Cole inspects hemp plants now growing on the vineyard property of Montgomery County. This is the first growing season since the new laws cleared the way for entrepreneurial farmers to cultivate the once controversial crop. Christiansburg Despite the buzz around industrial hemp, which Virginians can now grow commercially for the first time in decades, many farmers are exercising caution, choosing to start small. Matt Hagen is not one of them. Hagen, a race car driver and cattle farmer, is the owner of True Harvest Farms in Christiansburg. He has more of a go-big-or-go-home mentality. His 85-acre operation is believed to be among the largest in the state. Everybody like, well, let's just do an acre. Let's just, let's do two acres. I was like, well, you can't lose all your money doing just one acre or two. Let's do enough to lose all of our money, Hagen said with a laugh. More seriously, Hagen acknowledges he was fortunate enough to have the capital to launch an operation of this scale. It's, it is a big investment, he said, and a big risk. Not to mention a lot of hard work. The idea of going out there and throwing some seeds on the ground and getting rich went away really quickly, Hagen said. Still, he wanted to give the crop a try, as do many others. At the start of July, more than 800 growers had registered with the Virginia Department of Agricultural and Consumer Services. If the farmers plant what they have told the agency they intend to, it will amount to more than 8,500 acres of hemp this growing season, said Elaine Lindholm, Director of Communications of VDACS. Licensees include not only farmers looking to diversify and add revenue streams, Lindholm said, but first-time farmers drawn specifically to hemp. 
We know that it is creating a lot of interest. We know that hopefully it will help farmers add that extra revenue stream, she said. But Lindholm said it is too soon to access, assess hemp success. The prayers of struggling farmers have no definitive answer. Quote, it is certainly appears to have some possibilities for Virginia agriculture, she said. But check back in a year or two. Changes to law paved way. Hemp has been outlawed in the United States for decades, along with all forms of cannabis. It is a variety of cannabis sativa as marijuana, but there is a difference, a key difference between the two. Hemp won't get you high. Industrial hemp is defined as a plant with up to 0.3% THC, the psychoactive property of marijuana. Hemp can be used for a variety of products, from textiles, insulation, to biodiesel. I, I said that in like almost that order when I started the episode, but I digress. But also, cannabidiol or CBD products perhaps generating the most interest. Advocates say that CBD has a variety of health benefits, but scientific research is limited. Progress towards legalization of hemp made five years ago when law, federal law was changed to allow the cultivation of hemp for research purposes. Virginia law was amendment, amended to implement such a program in 2015, but advocates bid win came with the passage of the 2018 Farm Bill when hemp was legalized in all 50 states and removed from the federal list of controlled substances. In March, Virginia adopted legislation to conform with the Farm Bill, abolishing the research program and the requirement that all growers act exclusively within it. The law went into effect immediately rather than July 1st, so growers wouldn't miss this season. Now anyone with a VDACS-issued license can grow hemp for commercial purposes. Still, there is plenty of regulations. For example, if the THC level in a farmer's hemp tests above a state-imposed threshold, the crop must be destroyed. And the regulations are still in flux. Until last week, Virginia had prohibited the processing of products containing hemp-derived extract, including CBD oil, intended for human consumption. When the processors were notified of the stance in May, it came as a surprise to some. Many growers made arrangements to send their product out of state for processing. But on Monday, VDACS Commissioner Jules Bronau sent a letter to registered processors indicating that the agency would treat hemp-derived extracts intended for human consumption as approved food additives and allow processors to manufacture them, although a food safety inspection would be required. The agency food safety program is developing guidelines for processors. Aaron Williams, a senior policy analyst with VDACS, said a number of factors prompted the change in policy. Processors were frustrated. Such products were already on the market in Virginia, and the lack of oversight created uncertainty for consumers about what they were purchasing. In the absence of federal oversight, the Northam administration has provided a path for Virginia to have some oversight over the production of extracts, Williams said. It is unclear whether more Virginia-grown hemp will be processed in the state this year as a result of the policy change. Even before processors were notified of the now rescinded, rescinded restrictions, Williams said, many growers indicated that they plan to sell their product to processors out of state. 
She said that this could be attributed to the lack of infrastructure for the crop in Virginia, given commercial hemp production was approved by the General Assembly just months ago. Data still out on hemp farming, experts say. Although hundreds of farmers have decided to take a chance on the crop, experts say they, there's still much to learn about hemp and the, how best to grow it in Virginia. Kelly Scott, a co co cooperative extension agent in Montgomery County, said developing sound data with practices applicable and replicable throughout the region can take several years, and because the crop cycle typically runs from June to October, there's still only one growing season a year for researchers to study, Scott said. The team at Virginia Tech has been studying hemp flower only since 2017. So we've got data on on farm so we've got on farm data but we don't have tried and true practices at this point in time scott said getting started with hemp can be difficult from a financial perspective scott said as neither commercial lines of credit nor crop insurance are available to hemp growers even if farmers clear that hurdle there's still more in the growing process perhaps the largest is the need to keep THC levels in check. John Fike, an associate pro professor at Virginia Tech who has studied hemp, said farmers can likely avoid this by testing the plant's levels along the way, harvesting when it nears the limit. But at the same time, farmers want to maximize the plant's CBD concentration. Harvesting early could threaten that. It is a delicate balance for farmers. I mean, I know of a solution. Just legalize it across the board in the state and legalize it across the board federally and you're not having farmers having to be so nitpicky and worrying to be compliant you know just legalize this non non-toxic substance and it would go a long way but you know i digress in, in Fike's opinion, the burden of regulating a product's THC concentration should be passed on to the processor rather than the farmer. He argues that processors have more control than farmers whose crop will be affected by weather and other foreseen factors. Fike also notes that the 0.3% THC level that defines industrial hemp is just an arbitrary man-made human construction, he said, not based on any level of the cannabinoid might cause a psychotropic effect getting their feet wet tim belcher owner of rolling meadows farm in franklin county was an early adopter of hemp he got a license last year as participant of the research program this year in addition to growing his own hemp belcher is helping other farmers get started with the crop by selling clones essentially baby plants they are an alternative to starting with seeds, which Belger describes as more risky. Quote, as soon as I saw the hemp thing pass, I said, well, right there is a good opportunity. Me having my feet already wet and already knowing how to make clones from being in the greenhouse industry with other plants, Belger said, end quote. Taking the plunge. When Hagen, the owner of True Harvest, first became interested in hemp, it could only still be grown in, in Virginia for research purposes. When the Farm Bill legalized hemp, Hagen decided to give the crop a try and true launch and, and launch true fest, har, launch true harvest. 
John Straw was hired as a head grower. He has experience in specialty crops and drip irrigation, which True Harvest is utilizing. But this is Straw's first time growing hemp. Experts aren't exactly plentiful in Virginia. The production model that that we've, we're following resembles what you would use for vegetables. But as far as the care and nutrition and the harvesting methods, the life cycle of the plant and everything, it is different. It's unlike anything else. Within a few months, land formerly home to horses, cattle, were transformed into large-scale hemp production with close to 180,000 plants. Take me, talk to me this time next year, and I'll tell you whether to stay away from this stuff or scale up, Hagen said. Still, he's already secured a 400-acre farm in Floyd County for next year, just in case. End of article. So, um, so there you have it. Um, hemp, hemp is a big deal in, in Virginia and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to produce a lot of, of, of revenue. It's going to produce a lot of commerce for the state. And if you want this to continue, continue to pressure your lawmakers towards making regulations favorable to farmers, favorable to processors, favorable for, for um, cultivators and, and, and overall just favorable for for banks and for people to be able to do business in, in, in this sphere. And um, write to your lawmakers, write to your officials and make, make it known that you want this. And um, hopefully it'll, it'll make hemp plentiful for all the people in Virginia that want it. And hopefully it can be exported throughout the country and hopefully the world. But we, we got to make it known that our politicians work for us and not the other way around. And um, I hope you get you got a lot out of this. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support and expand our humble little project, there are a few ways you can support us. We plan on doing big and humble little things with our projects, such as getting to trade shows, visiting other MMJ and recreational states, and doing on-field work. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have $5 and $10 tiers if you're feeling extra generous and those come with their own benefits too. And, um, if you subscribe to the, the 10 and above tier, you, you get some personal time if you're over 21 with Mr. Sativa. So, uh, you know, you can chat with me on discord, you know, we can have 15 minute one-on-one time. So you get, you get exclusive episodes, you get early releases when you join these tiers. And you can also subscribe and find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Follow us on socials at um on, on Twitter, for example, at IC Sativa Podcast and on Instagram at I am Cannabis Sativa. And as always, stay medicated, my friends. Peace. The longtime farmer Belcher has been a vendor at Roanoke City Market for decades, and he was drawn to hemp by CBD's popularity. 
Belcher said he's a be- big believer in the health benefits. He He's hopeful hemp will give Virginia's agriculture industry a boost. I think it's going to be the savior for all of the tobacco farmers and a lot of the other farmers who have been struggling, Belcher said. But he realizes high startup costs will keep many folks out of it. Many are starting small and not just to minimize risk, but also to minimize costs. Belcher said prices for clones could run anywhere from $3 a plant, the lowest he's seen, to $12 a piece. At 1,500 plants per acre, Belcher said, that adds up quickly. Belcher plans to harvest eight acres. His hemp will be processed out of state through a co-op he joined. Keith Jackson of Henry County is president of the co-op board. They're still in the process of getting things finalized, but Jackson said the co-op has upward of 20 members. It secured a contract with a processor in North Carolina. It is just a way for a really small grower to be able to have buying power and selling power of a larger grower, Jackson said. The co-op gives farmers the opportunity to experiment with the crop on a smaller, safer scale, Jackson said. Everyone is kind of sticking their toe in the water instead of just jumping in head first, he said. Most of the co-op members are current or former tobacco farmers, Jackson said, including himself. Hemp is a high-risk crop with a potentially high reward. But that won't scare off tobacco farmers. Jackson said they're used to volatile prices, high input costs, and labor-intensive work. Educating Consumers The women behind Lily Hemp Boutique and Gourmet in Vinton, Susan Cormier and and Debbie Custer have been hemp advocates for years. But Custer, who grows the plant and also has a processing company called Socius Research, said many growers have far less experience with hemp. The people who are coming into it and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars have been into it for two to three months, and it is very frightening. Can it be an economic driver in Virginia? Absolutely, but you need the typical infrastructure for any other agricultural product. The woman would like to see processing infrastructure established in the state for the plant's many uses, not just CBD. That applies to farmers. Custer said there's little interest in growing for seed in Virginia currently. The CBD craze means that it's all about growing for flour. Despite the growing interest around hemp, the duo said, there's still much confusion around the plant, particularly what differentiates it from marijuana. They've made educating consumers a priority. Custer explained the difference this way. When you look out into a field of grapes, you don't know if the grapes are being grown for Welsh's grape jelly or for Dom Perrington. They're both grapes. They both look the same as they grow. But harvesting and processing differ greatly, she said, not to mention the end product. In their minds, Cromer said, hemp is the dump pairingon of the analogy. Store coming to Floyd. With the rise of the farm-to-table mo- movement, consumers have been have increased have an increased interest in buying locally grown products. Though the movement has traditionally been associated with food, it can also extend to hemp. 
The Buffalo Hemp Co. plans to open retail store in Floyd, including CBD products, everything from oils, lotions, to pet treats using locally grown hemp. The Buffalo Hemp Co. is a joint venture of four Floyd business owners. The partners include Derek Wall, who owns a real estate company, Carrie Underwood, Pat Sisk, owners of Five Mile Mountain Distillery, and Daniel Sowers, Sowers, owner of On the Water. Although Wall said he hopes the business will eventually expand to the point that he can hire employees or they can hire employees, currently it's just the four partners, some of whom gain experience growing plants out west. The company has approximately 5,000 plants grown both indoors and outdoors. Wall said Buffalo's hemp is experimenting with different varieties and growing different styles to see what works best. Wall estimated that the company has spent $15,000 on its plants. He acknowledged that the business comes with risk, but Wall said it's no different than any other entrepreneurial endeavor. Expectations for the crop are high, motivating many to dive in. It's a gold rush, Wall said. One goal of the retail store is to educate people about hemp and CBD, Wall said. It is not getting people high. It is about getting people relief. The store is expected to open late summer, and the Buffalo Hemp Co. plans to be a vendor for Floyd Fest. Some products are already available, although they do not use Floyd-grown hemp since the company has yet to harvest the crop. Wall said they hope to one day rely only on their own hemp flower.